So in this chapter, Bhagwan reveals his uh, supreme nature. So the supreme reality, the ultimate reality, is beyond this world, but at the same time it appears like this world. The whole world is a projection of that supreme reality. The world keeps on changing, the world keeps on modifying, but the substratum of this world is that supreme truth, which remains same, unchanged. That is indicated in the Upanishad as Brahma, and that Brahma alone is called Ishvara. So as Ishvara, he is the creator, sustainer, and the one who dissolves the entire world. In Ishvara alone lies millions, countless Brahmanda, countless cosmoses. He is the one who supports all these various worlds. There are many, many different varieties of jivas and so many varieties of devatas. All of them are supported by Ishvara, who is also known as Paramatma or Purushottama, or Bhagavan, or Brahma, various names are there. So Bhagavan says that uh, one who takes support of my Asuri Prakriti, they get more and more bound to this world, but one who takes support of my Daivi Prakriti, they become free from all bondage. And one who uh, takes the support of this Daivi Prakriti, they lead a very uh, fruitful life, constantly praising, glorifying God and uh, doing Namaskar. And in different way they do Upasana. Their Upasana is of the nature of knowledge. Jnana Yadnyena Cha Api Anne Yajantaha Maam Upasate. And in whatever way they are doing upasana, whether they have the knowledge of oneness, means only that nirgun nirakar brahma alone they meditate upon, or in all the various expressions of God they see that one supreme truth alone, or they look at this whole world as expression of God, vishvato mukham. Because they see the presence of that same reality everywhere. Bhagavan says, I am the father and the mother of this world as well as the grandfather of this world. I am the one to be known. I am Omkar. I am also the Vedas. Rig Ved, Yajur Ved, Sam Ved, Atharva Ved. In the 18th shloka, Bhagavan now reveals some more of his identity. Yesterday we saw half of it. Ki Bhagwan is Gatihi, the ultimate destination of all beings. He is the Bharta, the nourisher of all beings. By giving them appropriate results of their action, Bhagwan alone nourishes all of us. He is the Prabhu, He is the Master, He is the Lord of the entire creation. He is Sakshi, is the witness 
of all that is happening everything is witness of everything nivasah he is the ultimate uh, des- uh, what you call uh, house in which everyone resides bhagwan is the support of the entire universe one resides in him sharanam one who is in difficulty in trouble they can surrender to him and be blessed by him so he is the sharana of those who are in sorrow and pain he is also surata surata means a well wisher a friend bhagwan alone is our good friend we should make friendship with god in fact one should have that love and devotion for god and should try to develop that close relationship with god as a friend or as a master bhagwan himself calls or says that i am everyone's friend like in ramayan we have that sukriv and hanuman ji are considered bhagwan ramchandra ji as their master but ramchandra ji himself looked at sugriva as his own friend so he is everyone's friend friend is one who protects us guides us and takes us on the right path and removes us from trouble prevents us from getting into trouble so surata then prabhavah bhagwan is the prabhavah the the one from whom the entire world came into being is the originator of this world from whom the entire world came into manifestation so utpatti he is the utpatti of this world from him only everything has come he is of the nature of sat chit and ananda pure existence pure consciousness and pure bliss therefore everything in this world we experience is it or them as existing because the existence is the very nature of god which is revealed in and through everything we experience everything as is 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 then we experience everything we are conscious of everything we cannot experience anything without being conscious of it so consciousness is also there behind every experience and every experience leaves a certain experience in our heart which is nothing but different expression or different degrees of happiness only so the world is experience as sat chit and anand only we experience the world as is we are aware of the world and one experience different levels of happiness in the world so the substratum of the world the very origin of the world is that sachidananda parmatma that supreme brahma so he is called prabhavah the whole world arise in him and remain in him and again merge back into him so he is the pralayah the place where everything merges back the entire cosmos 
goes into the state of unmanifestation, goes into that prakriti, and that prakriti itself merges into that supreme Brahma, that supreme Ishvara. So he is the pralaya of everything, entire creation. And sthanam, sthanam means he is the one who protects and sustains this world. The entire world is constantly sustained by God. See, God, uh, this world is just an illusion, an appearance, but this appearance is constantly sustained because of the presence of that supreme reality. Like the rope and the snake example, the presence of the rope sustains the illusion of the snake. If the rope was not present, the illusion of snake also will not remain. So the snake, though it is illusory, it is maintained and sustained and nourished as though by the rope. Hmm? Similarly, though this world is an appearance, it is maintained and nourished by that supreme reality. Hmm? So therefore it is called sthanam. God alone is Param Nidhanam. Nidhanam means a storehouse of all the results of all that all the beings ever want now and in future. Everything is there in God. He is the great Nidhanam, a storehouse as though of everything, of what is what we want now and what one wants in future, everything is there in the Supreme Lord. Countless galaxies exist in God in its in their unmanifest form. Everything is there. So he is the great Nidhanam Nidhanam where everything is stored. Bijam Bhagwan is also the seed of this entire creation and seed of each and every being, seed of each and every object. Everything is born because of this seed and Bhagwan is that seed. The source, the cause of all beings. So he is the bijam, but what type of bijam? Avvayam bijam, indestructible seed. Just as a plant and a tree, they have seed, and from that seed, the plant or the tree comes. But that seed gets destroyed and the tree is born. But here, every one of us, we have our own seed from which we are born. Our mind, our intellect, our thoughts, everything arises from this seed. But this seed is of Vayam. It is, Bhagwan is of the nature of this seed. He is also called the seed of all the beings and the entire world. But he is avvayam, indestructible seed. So these are the various pointers pointing to that Paramatma. And that is the greatness of our scriptures. That it is not just uh, giving one word, Ishwara. But it gives so many various pointers pointing towards Ishwara. 
even if one pointer if we deeply meditate and contemplate upon we will be able to understand some aspect of that of that ishwar of god of parmatma when we pray when we do namaskar when we do our puja when we do our seva if we keep this understanding of god in our mind then whatever we do becomes uh, fruitful and it becomes puja see for example if i pick up a flower or petal and just throw it on a stone thinking that it is a stone then it is just an action it's a just a kriya it will have only the outer effect and depending on my attitude it will have some inner effect also but suppose i consider that stone as a representative of god as a symbol of god and then when i offer this flower or petal with the deep love and gratitude when i offer this petal then this same action becomes puja puja is an action only it is also an action but done with a particular attitude with that attitude if we do then it becomes puja like bhajans we sing if we sing also to glorify god then it is then it is a bhajan a worship but if we just sing for entertaining or just sing with some other attitude then it is not the ultimate puja so similarly if we keep this in our mind the nature of god that he is our ultimate refuge he is the lord he is the sakshi and with this all this understanding when we do our sadhana our sadhana becomes more fruitful because the attitude with which we do will de- determine the quality of our spiritual practice it is not our physical strength huh? but the attitude which is attitude and our understanding which is very important so gatir bharta prabhu sakshi nivas sharanam suhrata prabhav pralaya sthanam nidhanam bijam avyam some more pointers bhagwan points out in the next verse he says tapamyahamaham varsham निगृहाम्युसृजाम अमृत मृत्यु सदसच्चाहमर्जुन तपाम्यहमहम वर्षम निगृहाम्युसृजाम अमृत मृत्यु सदसच्चाहमव्ययम भगवान सेज आई एम द वन हु कंट्रोल्स एंड टेक्स केयर ऑफ दिस एंटायर वर्ल्ड एवरीथिंग इवन द लिटिल लिटिल थिंग्स विच आर हैपनिंग हैपन्स बाय द ब्लेसिंग्स ऑफ दैट परमात्मा ओनली सो गिव्स फ्यू एग्जाम्पल्स यर ही सेज तपामी अहम i alone uh, create heat in this world i 
give heat to this world. On this earth also we get heat because of the, because of God. He alone becoming the sun heats up the entire world. See, our uh, life on earth is possible because of the sun. Therefore, sun is also a great uh, uh, symbol of that supreme Lord, Paramatma. If our earth was little bit closer to the sun, or little bit away from the sun, then maybe a different type of life or no life would have been possible. So many other planets are there in our solar system, nowhere we have life. If there were life, we would have actually had some more interaction with them. But nowhere there is life, only on earth there is life, at present. They have not found out. Maybe they might discover. So at present, life as we know is on earth and that too in a small little area of this space. So this is possible because of the heat and the light which we get from the sun. The energy to sustain life is obtained from the sun directly or indirectly. We eat food and that food also gets the energy, the plants and all, gets the energy from the sun only. So the heat of the sun and the light of the sun is very important. Bhagavan says, I alone as the sun heats up this earth. Tapami aham. Sometimes it becomes too hot. That also is Bhagavan only is doing. His presence, his grace is there behind everything. So, tapami aham. And after the whole earth becomes very hot, then season also changes. And then the rainy season comes. And aham varsham, Bhagavan says, I alone shower all this cool waters on this earth. So, aham varsham. So, when you, when you feel the heat, rather than cursing it, we can just uh, have the attitude that Bhagwan is heating me up, huh? giving me this heat. At, in winter, he doesn't do it much. But uh, in summers, he is the one who gives me this heat. And aham varsham, and he alone pours all the rains on this earth. One may say, no, 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 this is because of, you know, the condensation and the water evaporation, this, that, clouds and this. This is, this is what we see with our eyes, but what is there behind, we don't see. See, just because we know some scientific explanation, doesn't mean that we really know the deeper cause behind it. Science just tells us what is seen through our senses and what is inferred. But what is the cause? Even science doesn't know. Why why water uh, behaves in a particular way? Science doesn't know. It just observes it and says it is like that. Why sugar is sweet? Science cannot tell. It is just observation. Just sugar is sweet. Similarly, 
one science may explain lot of things but uh, the divinity which is there the 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 spiritual spark which is there the divine spark which is there is not uh, understood and appreciated by science so bhagwan says aham varsham i am the one who gives this rain and nigranhami granhami and i alone then after the rainy season again takes away all the waters i just dry up the entire earth take away the water and ushrujami and again pour out a uh, lot of water in the form of rains so the different seasons which we experience is also because of the blessings of the sun i mean the the sun only but by the grace of god god alone as sun creates different seasons on earth this is the vision of a bhakta this is the vision of a jnani when he looks at the world he tries to see a subtler uh, factor or subtler power making everything work like for example our own body if you go to a doctor he will tell some other reason for why the body is functioning and the heart and the kidney and this and that but why why there is life and what is that which manifest as life is not known is very difficult to comprehend hmm so bhagwan alone expresses as life in our body bhagwan alone is making all these various seasons to arrive on this earth bhagwan says amrutam chaiva i alone am amrutam that amrut which is there in swarga which all the devtas they drink and they have they become amar they become immortal or they have a long life that amruta also am i but at the same time bhagwan says mrutyushcha i am death also so bhagwan is not only life but bhagwan is also death there is nothing in this world which is devoid of god this we keep on hearing but it should be again and again contemplated upon and kept in our mind that everything is is divine life is divine and death is also divine therefore over some even lord shiva and all he will wear first class those mundamala ne all the skulls and all first he makes a mala out of it and wears it you know, even mahakali and all because and he applies that vibhuti from the cremation ground so all life as well as death is expression of god only it's like when we are dreaming after some time we wake up from the dream now suppose you are dreaming and you have a nice party going on in your dream a lot of people have gathered all those whom you have invited they have come and all those who have not been invited they have also come somehow so party is going on and as the party is going on suppose you come to know that now this is all dream and i am going to wake up 
Hmm. Others will be very sad. Oh, you are welcome. So it will be like a death of the dream. It will be a sad, it will just looking from a dream standpoint, it will be a sad event. The whole party will disappear and the whole thing will go away. But when you wake up, you are still alive. You are just in a different world. Similarly, what we call death is just a life in some other world. There is no such thing called death. Nobody dies. I have never died. If I had died, I wouldn't have been here. And you have also not died ever. No, 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 last, uh, last birth I died. If you died, then how come you are here? So we die, what we mean by that is just we leave one body and take up another body. It's like we change as we have seen in the second chapter also. It is like changing our dress. And some people like to change dress more often. During the day also they keep on changing their dress. And depending on the occasion they change their dress. Sometimes there are theme uh, parties and also we have to wear a particular type of dress. In the America and all they celebrate that uh, Halloween and all they have to dress up like a ghost only. So you are wearing all sorts of ghost thing and all appearing like Dracula. You think it is a Halloween party, but it is someone's birthday party. And you arrive there as Dracula. Ha! So it's a wrong number. So you have to immediately go home and change your dress and come. If you want to continue with the party. Or if you want them to continue with the party. Similarly, sometimes we come up with a different dress, oh, wrong number. So we have to leave up the body and again come. Or for a short time, one may come into this particular uh, world. So even death is God. Life is God. Amritam chaiva mrityuscha. So there are some, some, some traditions who celebrate even that if somebody dies and all, they have a big uh, celebration and they sing different songs and dance and all. That's what I heard. I've not been to such celebrations. But uh, there are some traditions are there who celebrate death. But sometimes we, we feel that we should be very sad and we keep on appearing as sad as possible. Sometimes people come for prayer meeting and all. They try to be as sad as possible. Sometimes they don't even know who has died actually. But uh, they appear to be sad. So, not that you have to start jumping and making the other person sad. But even death is God. Amritam chaiva mrityuscha aham, Bhagavan says. And sadasat chaham arjuna. And he arjuna, I am sat and asat also. Here sat and asat means that which is manifest is called sat. That which is experienced as this world, manifest, which is seen through our senses and all, is called sat. And that which is unmanifest, the, the things in this causal state, is called asat. So Bhagavan says, I am both the manifest and the unmanifest. I am sat as well as asat. For example, our thoughts which have, which come into our mind, 
is a manifest, is sat, it has come. But lots and lots of samskars are there which can give rise to millions and millions of types of thoughts, but at present they are unmanifest. Throughout our life, what different thoughts and different emotions and different type of feelings which might come in our mind is already there. It's there stored. Means lot of samskars are there, which get triggered by certain uh, stimuli from the world outside. But they are there. They are in the unmanifest form. So th- this unmanifest is called uh, asat. And manifest is called Sat in this particular verse. So, Sadasachaham Arjuna, He Arjuna, I am both Sat as well as Asat, manifest and unmanifest. So, in this way, Bhagwan has revealed his identity in so many verses. Before he takes up the theme of Bhakti, Till now he has not spoken about bhakti. He will speak about bhakti. But before talking about bhakti, Bhagwan talks about himself. It's like somebody says, I love you, and that person doesn't know you properly. You feel incomplete. You feel that person really doesn't love you. Generally it happens, husband, wife, brother, sister, parent, children. Say, oh, I love you so much and all. But that person doesn't even know you properly then the wife or husband feels incomplete. That fellow says, I love you, but he doesn't understand me. The husband comes in the evening, he says, what do you do whole day? I don't see anything, you're just sitting, watching some television program, this, that and all. And she is working whole day. Then one day she decided not to do any work, and the whole house was in chaos like. So when the husband came, he said, what happened? Someone ransacked our house, what happened? She said, this is uh, what happens when I don't do my work. So when I do my work, what you see is a very clean and neat house. So anyway, so when we don't appreciate a person, when we don't understand a person, then we really don't love. Therefore, in our pledge also, in Chinmaya Mission pledge, or Pujya Gurudev has very beautifully, he said, that we stand as one family bound to each other with love and respect. Respect we can when we understand and appreciate the person Uh, for whatever that person is, respect. So respect is very important, then only that love becomes complete. When we understand that person, there is respect. Hmm. Like for little children, we may love them, but we may not respect them, really. We should respect them also, but we may, we may not respect them, because we think a bacha hai, they need not be respected. But when we appreciate them, when we understand them, and when we respect them, then our love becomes complete. Similarly, when a person says, Oh, I love God. But why don't you study Bhagavad Gita? No, I don't, I am not interested in Bhagavad Gita and all. But I love God. Regular, I go to the temple. I offer flowers. 
I stand in queue. Sometimes I break the queue. I then I regularly I go to the temple. I chant all mantras and all, and I take prasad and I distribute it to everyone. Which temple? Krishna's temple. I go regularly. But have you ever heard Bhagavad Gita? No. Have you read it? Have you tried to study it? No. I am not interested. That means you are not interested in what the other person is saying, whom you love. You love Krishna, yes, but you don't want to listen to him and you don't want to understand him. And he is talking about himself. And you are not interested. So that is not love. That is incomplete. Therefore here Bhagavan, before talking about love, he tells us who he is. Nowhere he has said that he is Krishna or a particular form. He doesn't say that I'll reside in this temple. Nowhere he has mentioned temple. Nowhere he has mentioned a particular place that I only stay in this place. He says I am everywhere. Maya tatamidam sarvam. His identity Bhagwan reveals here and one who understands this nature of God and express his love, express his services towards God, that becomes the real puja. But one may, one may uh, not have this complete understanding and may get involved in various types of rituals and may have different desires in one's heart. One may not uh, love God for God's sake, but we might, one may love God to gain something in return, to gain some objects of this world and all. So, in the following verses, Bhagwan talks about those people who are involved in various types of rituals, who perform these rituals to gain uh, benefit, material benefit here and year after. They want to go to Swarga and all. So, what is their state? What happens to them that is revealed in these verses? Let us chant. Verse number 20. Trevidyamam somapa putapapaha Yadne Rishtva Svargatim Prarthayante Te Punyamasadya Surendra Lokam Ashnanti Devyan Divideva Bhogan Trevidya maam soma paputa papaha yadne rishtva svargatim prarthayante te punyamasadya surendra lokam ashnanti devyan divideva bhogan. He says, Trevidya maam soma paputa papaha. One who are the knowers of the three vidyas. The three vidyas are the three Vedas, Rig Ved, Sam Ved, Yajur Ved, which also includes Atharva Ved. In the 
uh, in the good old days they had classified the Vedas into three and now we have the classification into four. So this three also includes the fourth. So Trai Vidya, the knowers of the three Vedas. Here the knowers of the three Vedas. See, in Vedas we have the Karma Kanda, we have the Upasna Kanda and we have the Jnana Kanda. Vedas are quite a, a bulky literature. Veda means knowledge. But in this we have knowledge of Karma Kanda. Various types of rituals are there and various types of Upasnas are also mentioned. But in the end portion of the Vedas we have what we call the Upanishads and Upanishad gives knowledge. But before we arrive at the knowledge portion of the Vedas, we have to pass through the Karma and Upasna to prepare ourselves. This Karma and Upasna itself Bhagwan has expressed in Bhagavad Gita as we modified and made it simple for us in for Kali Yuga as Karma Yoga and Bhakti. So one who goes through this process of Karma Yoga and Bhakti, they alone become fit to gain knowledge which is revealed in the Upanishads. There are many Upanishads. There are main 108 Upanishads out of which the 10 Upanishads are very important on which Bhagwan Shankaracharya ji has written his commentary. Even our Pujya Gurudev has written commentary which reveals the real nature of God, which reveals the real nature of that Brahma, which tells us ultimately that you are that Brahma, Tattvamasi, Aham Brahmasmi. But many, many, I mean out of millions of people, only rare few, they, they become qualified and reach the level of the Upanishad. Most people, they remain stuck or remain at the level of the rituals and various types of Upasanas, which we call now in the world as religion. The people get stuck with different types of rituals and different types of Upasanas they continuously do. Because uh, as I had mentioned earlier also, we have different desires in our mind. We have desire to be secure. We have desire to be, uh, to gain pleasure. Then we have desire to be good. And finally we have desire to be free. Mumukshutva. But desire to be free is very rare. Generally people have insecurity, so they want security. Because we feel I am the body and I will die, so I should secure myself, I should get lot of wealth and I should get all sorts of things so that I become, I remain protected. But then we also know that we, whatever we do, we will die. So we feel that we should do something by which we can be protected year after also. So we read something in the open, in the Vedas and all that. If you do this, you will get protection even after your death. So generally people do things to gain security, to gain pleasure or just to become good. But that desire to be free, Mumukshutvam is very rare. 
So here in this verse, Bhagwan is talking about those who are involved in rituals and why they are, what is their intention? Not to love God. Though they are doing this ritual also is ultimately the, it's, it's directed towards God only, but their intention is to not to know God, not to attain God, but to attain Swarga. Swargatim prarthayante. They want Swarga. Swarga is a place which is full of joy, full of pleasure. And good security is there. Means there is no fear of Yamraj in Swarga. Swarga nobody dies. I mean they don't have the fear of death in Swarga. But one doesn't get permanent residence in Swarga. But there is no fear of death in Swarga. And there is no fear of old age and disease in Swarga. You can keep on eating more and more gulab jamun and all, nothing will happen. Not now, huh? Because many times people don't uh, listen properly and they listen half. Swami ji ne kaya, bohat gulab jamun khao, kuch ne hoga. In Swarga I am saying. <laughs> there is no fear of old age, death, disease in Swarga. How do you know? I have read in the Kathopanishad they have given. I don't remember. I might have gone to Sarga, people go everywhere, but I don't remember. So, huh, so there is no fear of Yamraji. So many people, they feel that we will do this and we will gain a lot of punya and then we will go to Swarga. So, Trevidya, they have studied the Vedas, they have studied the ritualistic portion of the Vedas and the other, uh, other uh, literature and all. And they, Somapaha, they are the drinkers of Soma. In Vedas also they have mentioned some Soma rasa, some type of herb, some type of uh, rasa which one uh, drinks. Uh, that is also part of the ritual. So by drinking that Soma Rasa and also by understanding this uh, Vedas, they have purified their mind, Puta Papaha. They have made themselves little free from Papa. They have become free from Papa and Yadnyahi Ishtva. And through this Yadnya, through this various ritual, they worship. They worship me only, Bhagwan says, but not knowing me, they worship me. Swargatim prarthayante, desiring swarga. Sakam upasna, desiring swarga or desiring something of this world, but ultimately, supremely, one desires swarga. So, after doing this ritual for a long time, they accumulate lot of punya. And after that, they attain this svargalok. So, te punya masadya svargalokam ashnanti. They attain this svargalok, which is a divine lok, punyam, svargalokam asadya, having attained, having reached that svargalok, ashnanti, they enjoy. What do they enjoy? Divyan Divideva Bhogan. They enjoy those pleasures which are divine, which are enjoyed only by the devtas who reside in the Swarga. So they enjoy this. 
So people use uh, religion to get more joy, more pleasure. Not in this, sometimes they deprive themselves of the pleasures of this world to get special pleasure in the other world. So that I can collect a lot of punni and go and eat in Swarga. So the idea, Swarga is a place for pleasure. So if one is doing that ritual for this pleasure, then it is of this type only. So te punyamasadya surendra lokam ashtnanti divyan divideva bhogan. And this has been said in our scriptures. So one has to have faith that yes, if one follows this path, then one will go to Swarga and attain that supreme joy of Swarga. But this is not considered as the ultimate goal. See, it's, there are certain religions which talk high of Swarga. That you do this and you will go to Swarga. Huh? Uh, even in uh, Islam or Christianity, they talk about Swarga. That you do this and you will go to Swarga. But uh, this Swarga Prapti is not considered the highest goal. Because that Swarga is also like another world. Only thing is there more pleasure and security is there. But there is no chance of gaining liberation in Swarga. And when a person goes to Swarga, only his Punya gets exhausted. Then what happens? In the next verse it says, Tetam bhuktva svargalokam vishalam. Kshine punne martelokam vishanti. Evam trai dharmyam anuprapannaha. Gatagatam kama kama labhante. Tetam bhuktva svargalokam vishalam. Kine punne martelokam vishanti. Evam traidharma manuprapannaha. Gatagatam kama kama labhante. Those people who follow this path of various rituals with that desire for swarga, not out of love for God, not out of great devotion and dedication to God, but they are just performing that as an action, a ritualistic action which will lead them to swarga. Just as in this world we perform action and we get the result. Similarly, there are certain subtler actions which we perform, we get the result even after death as Swarga. So, Tetam Bhuktva Swarga Lokam Vishalam. So, they go to Swarga and experience and enjoy the great world of Swarga. Tetam Swarga Lokam Bhuktva. Great pleasures they get. Like sometimes people go for a tour or somewhere, huh? some other country and all, Switzerland, jate hai. 
but after some time again they come back. So, tetam bhuktva svargalokam vishalam, vishal svargalok they reach. It's another level of consciousness, different from this. See, on this earth we experience uh, whatever our experience is here on earth, we have identification with this body, we experience this world. But after that, if one has got this punya, means one's mind has reached a subtle level of uh, purity and all, one goes to a some other level of consciousness, where the entire experience is totally different, different stage of our of our consciousness. So, having reached this world, they experience the special uh, pleasures of this Swargalog. But, but what? Shine punne, as they leave, their punne gets exhausted. Because it is the result of punne karma. And punne is acquired through action. So, whatever is acquired to action is limited. So, as they live in that uh, swarga, they slowly the punne gets exhausted. And as it gets exhausted, they, don't, they are not aware. Here actually when we grow, we are aware that we are growing old. But in swarga, there is no awareness that punne is getting exhausted. It is, because there is no fear of death. So, one doesn't know that one is dying or one is leaving swarga. It's like our dream. One, when dream is going on, one enjoys the dream, but suddenly one wakes up. There is no no sign in the dream that you will wake up. Right? Nobody tells you, hey, now it's time to wake up, please finish your ice cream. Nothing like that. Suddenly one wakes up. Similarly, suddenly one leaves that swarga. Hmm. So, kshine punne. The punya when it gets exhausted, marte lokam vishanti. Again that person comes down to marte lok. This our earth and this world is considered as marte lok where we are born in a particular body and constantly we die. So there is a awareness of death of this body. We have to die. So it's called the world of mortals. So, Marte Lokam Vishanti. In the Upanishad also is this, instead of word Vishanti, they have used the word Patanti. He falls down again in this world of mortals. So, uh, even to gain this Swarga, and when we come down back on this earth, the Punya is exhausted, so again the person has to start from scratch. It's like person earns lot of money, and goes on a, uh, for a, some world tour and all, and lives in five-star hotel with all sorts of facilities and all. But once the money is exhausted, again he comes back and stays in his own class four <laughs> apartment. Again comes back. Balti leke padosi ki ghar me jana padta. But just few days back he was staying in a five star hotel. All everything, running hot and cold water, everything, all facilities were there. So that is called swarga and coming back. So kshine punne, 
मर्त्य लोकम विशंति एवं दस त्रयधर्म्यम अनुप्रपन्ना दोज हू फॉलो दिस पाथ ऑफ दिस थ्री वेदास दर कर्म कांड पोर्शन ऑफ दिस थ्री वेदास एंड एक्वायर ओनली दे डू इट ओनली टू एक्वायर पुण्य दे जस्ट गेट द रिजल्ट ऑफ गोइंग एंड कमिंग गतागतम गोइंग एंड कमिंग दे गेट द पास एज दो शटल सर्विस लाइक गोइंग टू स्वर्ग कमिंग बैक अगेन एकोमलेट मोर पुण्य अगेन गो अगेन कम बैक दिस गोज ऑन एंड ऑन इफ वन डजेंट ब्रेक दिस साइकल वन गोज ऑन एंड ऑन एंड दैट इज वॉट जनरली पीपल अंडरस्टैंड बाय द टर्म रिलीजन पीपल फील रिलीजन इज मैंट टू कलेक्ट लॉट ऑफ पुण्य एंड गो टू स्वर्ग पीपल गेट फैसिनेटेड बाय सर्टन थिंग्स ऑन अ पर्टिकुलर डे इफ यू टेक अ डीप इन गंगा जी यू विल एक्वायर मोर पुण्य यू विल फाइंड लॉट ऑफ पीपल रशिंग देयर दे माइट नॉट नो द लॉजिक और एनीथिंग बिहाइंड बट देर इज ग्रेट अट्रैक्शन फॉर दिस पुण्य ऑन दिस डे इफ यू डू उपवास यू विल गेट मोर पुण्य इफ यू डू दिस यू विल गेट मोर पुण्य इफ यू गो टू दिस तीर्थ क्षेत्र यहां पर प्रदक्षिणा करेंगे तो ज्यादा पुण्य मिलेगा सो ऑल शॉर्ट्स ऑफ एंड इफ यू गो टू सच प्लेसेज यू विल फाइंड पीपल ऑल्सो दे कीप ऑन टेलिंग यू ऑल शॉर्ट्स ऑफ थिंग्स इधर नारियल रखो ज्यादा पुण्य मिलेगा उसमें ये चला दो जल यू विल गेट मोर पुण्य एंड देन वी गेट एफेक्टेड बाय दैट एंड ऑल्सो दे क्रिएट फियर दिस इज अ Uh, the religion of fear will talk about hell the religion of pleasures will talk about heaven more but the religion of understanding will talk about moksha will talk about liberation neither hell nor heaven transcending both heaven as well as hell hell is also bad and heaven is also bad both of them are bandhan only बॉन्डेज सो एवं त्रिधर्म्यम अनुप्रपन्ना सो दोज हू फॉलो दिस थ्री वेदास एंड द कर्मकांड दे गेट गतागतम काम कामा लभंते दे गेट दिस वेर देर डिजायर्स आर फुलफिल्ड देर डिजायर्स फॉर सेंस प्लेजर एंड मोर एंड मोर जॉय ऑफ द लेवल ऑफ द सेंसेस एंड द माइंड दे ओनली देट दोज थिंग्स ओनली गेट फुलफिल्ड and the funny part of this pleasure is that however much we satisfy our senses they again become hungry the senses can never be satisfied by by giving them the fuel they again become hungry it's like you eat something you are hungry you eat after some time again you are hungry you cannot eat anything which is which is uh, what you call permanently then you don't have to eat nothing like that again you are hungry our senses if you see something good they are very happy but again they are hungry to see something more something more something more so senses our mind can never be satisfied by pleasures the pleasures are like fuel in fire the more you put fuel the more the fire keeps on burning it will never get exhausted more and more it starts burning similarly even if one goes to swarga 
the person is not fully satisfied. Again, then he strives to gain more and more punya. So, gatagatam kama kama labante. So, till here, Bhagwan spoke about his nature and those who don't understand him and do this type of worship, maximum they gain swarga. But those who understand him, what happens to them? What is their state? That is now revealed in the next verse. This is the most uh, famous verse and it will be good if you can by heart this verse. Ananyashchintayantomam Ye janahparyupasate Tesham nityabhyuktanam Yogakshemam vahamyaham Ananyashchintayantomam Ye janahparyupasate Tesham nityabhyuktanam Yogakshemam Bahamyaham. Ah, so, as against what was mentioned in the previous two verses, Bhagwan says, those who have proper understanding about me and such people, such seekers, Ananyas Chintayantaha, constantly Meditating and thinking about me, ananyas chintayantaha, with ananya bhav, not getting distracted by anything, with single pointed attention, those who contemplate on me, those who think about me, ye janaha, those bhakta janas, those seekers who constantly think about me with single pointed attention, and worship me, pari upasate, paritaha upasate, worship me from all sides, may serve me, uh, love me, and worship me from all sides, in all ways. Nityabhi yuktanam, and those who are constantly tuned to me, nitya abhiyuktanam, constantly uh, tuned to me who are of uh, proper self-control and constantly tuned to God. Such people, Bhagwan says, Tesham, of them, Yoga Kshemam Vahamyaham, their Yoga and Kshema, I take care of their Yoga and Kshema. Yoga and Kshema means, Yoga is that which we have to acquire, that we we don't have but want to attain. That is called yoga. This is a technical term here. Yoga is that which we don't have objects or state or any position or any uh, level we want to attain. That which we don't have now, but we have the desire to attain it, that is called yoga. And kshema means what we have, what we have acquired the desire to protect it, the effort to protect it, 
is called kshema. So these are the two things which are which are constantly. Um, these are the two activities in which all people are constantly engaged in acquiring acquiring what we don't have and protecting what we have at all levels. Outwardly also, for example, our wealth. We don't have certain things, we keep on striving to acquire it. And after acquiring, we have to strive to protect it. Our health, we strive to acquire it and protect it. Certain position in our society and all, we strive to acquire it. And once we acquire, we protect it. In politics and all, somehow we strive to acquire a chair. And once we acquire it, we try to hold on to it. Like Protecting becomes sometimes very difficult. Who will pull you from which side, you never know. So, acquiring what we don't have is that effort is called yoga. And protecting what we have is called kshema. Bhagavan says, one who constantly think about me. One who only serves me. One who is tuned to me. I take the responsibility of their yoga and kshema. They don't have to bother about their livelihood. They don't have to bother about what they have to acquire and what they have to protect. I will protect them. And I will give them what is necessary for them at that particular time. This is such a great thing, I tell you. Bhagwan, who is the lord of the entire cosmos, who is the who is all-knowing and all-pervading and all-powerful, he says, I will do it. Vahami aham. I will carry. Vahami, literally it means I will carry it on my head, whatever is required for them. I will take care of. This is a great promise. See, in Bhagavad Gita, in this chapter itself, Bhagavan, in further we will see another promise he makes. He has made many promises. And whatever promise Bhagavan makes, he keeps it. He is not like our promise. So here, and this, this portion is taken by our LIC people. Yoga, Kshemam, Vahamiyaham. But this is a promise Bhagavan has given us, not only for this life, but later life also. LIC people say, if you die, we will take care of your family. We don't care for you. But Bhagavan says, if you die, I will take care of you. I will be with you all the time. Whether you are alive, dead, whatever is required for you, I will take care of you. Yoga, Kshemam, Vahamiyaham. The one worry we have is, what will happen to me? Who will take care of me? And who will take care of my family? Hmm. People don't follow this path of spirituality out of fear. Because if I, if I just focus my attention here, Bhagavan says, if you have faith in me, I will take care of it. And that is the experience of all the spiritual, those who are those who dedicate themselves to the, on the path of spirituality, they have this strange experience that God is there protecting them and taking care of them at every stage. Even myself, when I was thinking of joining this mission many years ago, 
the thought also might have come to my mind that, oh, what will happen, where I will get my food and who will take care of me because totally going in the unknown world. But then I had read in Swami Vivekananda's book somewhere that those who have faith in God, He takes care of us. So I said, yes, let me try. Have faith in Him and just walk. And by His grace, till now, He he has taken care. And aage bhi, he will take care. Main ab tak to nibhaya hai, aage bhi nibhaya So this is, uh, this is interesting. Actually, even in Bible it is said, I don't remember the exact words, but it said that you only choose to attain the kingdom of heaven and whatever is required for you will be given to you. You just decide to attain God. You don't have to worry about other little, little things that Bhagwan will take care of. He, all this, all these gods and all that is his sevaks only. He will just have to say, Kuber ko jara ja ke unke ghar pe thoda pauncha dena. Nothing. Yamaraji, if he comes with talwar and all to take, don't go there. Padosi ke ghar mein ja. So, uh, one doesn't have to, not that we have anything against Padosi, but if we have that faith in God, Ananya, huh, so what are the three factors are mentioned here? Ananya chintayantaha, paryupasate, and nityabhi yuktanam. If these three are followed, Bhagavan says, I will take care of you. I will take you. You jump from the mountain and I will hold you. You drink poison and I will protect you. I will take care of you. You don't have to worry. Nobody can touch you. Hmm. Whatever is required, whatever is necessary for you, you will get it. And what is not necessary will go away from you also. Not that there won't be any difficulty or obstacle in the path of a seeker. It will come. But those also will be meant for the Welfare of that devotee only. And that much faith, that much faith we should have in God. It's a very beautiful story. I remember the two friends were there. And they've had so much of love and regard and respect for each other. Great friends. So once they were passing through the forest. And one of the friends felt very tired. He said, oh, I'm feeling very tired. I'm feeling sleepy. I will just sleep on your lap. So the friend said, okay, you sleep on my lap. I will, I will stay guard and I will be there. So he was sleeping. Then, uh, uh, what you call, um, suddenly he saw that one who was sleeping, he opened his eyes and he saw his uh, friend had a, this uh, his uh, knife in his hand and he was cutting his throat little bit and removing some blood he opened his eyes he looked at his friend and then again he slept so he was quite uh, uh, after some time he woke up so his friend asked him that you had opened your eyes and you saw me cutting your throat you didn't feel scared and all 
He said, no, I opened my eyes and I saw it is, was in your hand, so I didn't get scared. I knew whatever you were doing was for my welfare only. But anyway, I'm curious, please tell me what were you doing. It's a very nice, interesting story, huh? But there are animals also speak in this story. So, he said, when you were sleeping, one snake came. And the snake wanted to bite you, a poisonous snake. So, I asked the snake that, why you want to bite my friend? So, the snake said, he had stepped on me and I want to take revenge, I want to bite him. So, the, he said that, can something else be done? He said, if I can get little blood from his throat, then I will be satisfied. So, I was removing that blood. So, that the snake can drink and then snake can go. I mean, this beautiful story to show the faith. Those devotees who have tremendous faith in God, they follow his path and even when so-called difficult situation comes in life, so-called un, what you call understandable situation comes, even that time they know that this is also good for me, is given to me by God for my own welfare, for my own benefit. So, Ananya Ananyashchintayantaha, one who constantly think. Think means not that just think, uh, one who contemplates and tune his mind and his emotions to God. Because he is present everywhere. He is present in every. What we require is to feel his presence. We have to, uh, with our body, our mind, our senses, our intellect should get tuned to God. It is one thing that God is everywhere and it is another thing to experience Him as everywhere. So our sadhana should be through our contemplation to feel the presence of God in our life. Physically also we should feel ourselves being touched by God. Eyes and ears and all our senses should see the beauty of the world as the beauty of God. Our mind should be tuned to God. Our intellect should constantly be thinking about the glories of God. So, ananya chintan, no other thoughts are there. Then, pari upasate, upasna, here upasna means physically also he keeps serving God as this world. He is there in front of us. So, in various ways, physically, emotionally, with his words, he serves God in different ways, constantly serving God. And nitya abhiyukta, and constantly in tune with God. Constantly tune with God. Nitya abhiyuktana. Through his ananya chintan only, one can get tuned to God. One can feel one's connection. So constantly experiencing his connection with God. Nityabhyuktana, such a devotee, one who, as they say, one who walks and talks and lives in God, like, like Mirabai, like Santa Nyaneshwar Maharaj, like Santa Tukaram Maharaj, like Kabir Dadji, so many devotees, who are not just devotees means not just uh, just going to temple or just singing some bhajans or something. They were in tune with God. Like Mirabai was 
tuned with God. Even poison was given to her and she just drank it having faith in God and nothing happened to her. One, uh, what you call, not that she wanted to prove something or she was totally tuned to God. One need not do it to just experiment, huh? Let me see whether I am tuned to God. Thoda sa, thoda poison leke not like that. It is just a situation which happened in her life, but a person is so much in tune with God. Such a devotee, Bhagwan says, I take care of them. Tulsi Ji, he had a little kutia and used to stay there and used to constantly meditate and sing the glories of the Lord. One day he had gone somewhere, I think, for pravachan and all, and some thieves came to steal something from his kutia. But then they were encountered by two youth, young, dynamic, good-looking, attractive youth. They stopped him, the thief, and the thief went away. Then the thief came next day, he prostrated to Tulsidharji, and he said that yesterday I came to steal from your thing, but I was encountered by two youth, and they were so attractive, so wonderful, that I forgot about stealing and all. Please tell me who are they and where are they? Tushidaji, with what youth you are talking about? He said that both of them were there with Dhanush and Ban they had, and they were there standing guard. So suddenly Tushidaji realized that Bhagwan only had come that Ram and Lakshmana to protect his, to take care of his little possession, which was nothing like. So he, he, he felt great sense of uh, joy in his heart. But then he also felt that for my little, little possession, Bhagwan had to take trouble. So he gave up that also. This is a story. I don't know how far it is, um, where it is and how it is. But this is how uh, a devotee who has complete faith and who is tuned to God is taken care. Because nobody else in this world has got power to protect us. Nobody else in this world has got power to make us happy. Even if all the devatas together, if they decide to make one person happy, it might not be possible. But God can make. God can protect us. God can make us happy also. Hmm. But if other, uh, if God is not with us, then nobody can protect. So as they say, na, jako rakhe saiya, mar sake na koi. So, ananyas chintayanto maam ye jana paryupasate tesham nitya bhiyuktanam yoga kshemam vahamiham. More we will see in class tomorrow.